He says, we actually feel good about the stance we've taken overall in terms of valuation or perception in the market. It's definitely the case that we think some folks, such as this podcast, have misrepresented the, the utility of what we do. But the truth is, and here he says it again, demand has increased significantly in COVID-19 has pointed out the fragility of global supply chains. So you need me. Yeah, that's right. He cool. didn't say you need me. I'm, I Did he that. actually say that you oh, need me? He part. does say something like that later, though. Hmm. People are using us more and more, actually. So, uh Basically, like when it transpired that um, that Simic was paying like small business suppliers like way outside of its payment terms and using Greensill to do it, causing a bunch of them to like close. Awesome. Um, Greensill then like finally um, like created some rules about like not doing that, uh, and then who knows if anyone's actually following them. But they said in response to having to create those rules, Lex then said. The last thing we wanted to do was state our, what our position was, and then two minutes later, turn the tap off, and then you have a thousand businesses that go bust right away. Oh, don't turn the tap off, mate. That would be terrible, mm. foolish, and somewhat self-defeating in terms of what we were trying to achieve. So it's like, That's yeah, right. don't turn the tap off, because this is a part of the economy now, and you can't get rid of it. So don't make me turn the tap off. I <laughs> will turn the tap, tap off. If I, if I take that thing off, will you die? <laughs> yeah. If, if we stop the reverse factoring, would the economy die? It would be very painful. That is right. Um, and like he's still, he's still working with Sanjeev Gupta. He's GAM. It, it, it transpired as looking at some disclosures today. GAM, the firm that he like got, again, got in the news for t doing very, let's say, ethically dodgy things, if yeah. not illegal. Um, is now working, still has a supply chain finance fund, and they, and they still work with Greensill. Like, they, they, hmm. for some reason, the credibility of these people never goes away. Mm. Ever. No, no, because they're rich guys. They're friends with other rich guys. Mm -hmm. um, it really, it just, it just is fucking turtles all the way down, isn't it? Like, the, the emperor has not been wearing any clothes for, like, some time. <laughs> yeah, his dick has sh got shrinkage. Yeah. Like, the economy's dick is getting real small. That is right. <laughs> um, so we actually have the numbers. Why is the economy taking East for dial? So we have, yeah. the, uh, we have the numbers here, which is- Transing the economy. That's yeah. what the liberals want. <laughs> Again, and remember this in the context of there are 21% of the British economy is now zombie firms. Greensill has grown its global customer base by 40% in 2020. People love zombies, man. Hmm. Mm -hmm. uh, and the proportion of Sanjeev Gupta link companies, so like the ones that are completely fucking insane- is yeah. now just 9% of their overall portfolio. And none of those 9% are a bank. <laughs> um, and, 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 and so one, one of the things, by the way, this is one of these things where I have to then phrase this as a question so it's not slanderous. Mm. Where, um, <laughs> okay. Where basically Greensill Bank in northern Germany uh, is being like, investigated by Bafin, you know, the, 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 those who persecute oh, yeah, Marcus the, Brown. Uh, our yeah, biggest yeah, fans, Anna's the ones elect. who steal all of our ideas <laughs> yeah. and then use them to prosecute <laughs> criminal cases. Yeah. So Those guys? They, they were they've been probing Greensill Bank, which he bought. And after you remember when he bought it, yeah. a journalist said, I see you've bought a bank. And he said, well, I guess I can't hide that from you anymore. Again, trash future ones going aligning themselves with the cops canceled. Yeah, um, so basically, the also Baffin, if you're listening, send me a patch. I want one. <laughs> yeah. So they were basically investigating if uh, Greensill Bank was still heavily linked to Gupta Gupta's companies, mm. which were like, again, risky because most of the credit, most of the credit products associated with them are highly illiquid, um, highly illiquid. 
I, I see that they have a problem with this successful company being linked to a person of color. That's what, that's what I'm seeing here. So I thought we'd move past this. So basically, remember, last time they looked into this, uh, 70% of Greensill Bank's balance sheet was just basically just a bunch of Gupta debt that was just loading it up and loading it up and loading it up. Mm. And then one year later, um, Greensill, uh, when asked if the claims that... Um, uh, 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 that either he's being investigated or that it's super linked to Gupta just said no. And so this is where I now have to phrase this as a question. Given that last time Greensill Bank was looked into by scope ratings, uh, around list, uh, li- a little over a year ago, it was like 70% Gupta linked stuff. I want to ask, mm-hmm. if he is not lying, then how did he diversify that so much so fast? If it's that linked to, again, extremely illiquid credit products that are related to Gupta's financial empire. He sold it all to a guy based in Plumstead. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I guess we should just not worry about it, right? Yeah. I, yeah, just, I just don't ask any questions. Yeah. He's a guy I know in South London, and he's always in the market for illegal stuff. <laughs> oh, yeah, so I phoned him up. Dave, Dave Courtney's a liquid bond warehouse. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, oh, well, like, it wasn't really my sort of thing, but then he explained it, it was highly illegal. <laughs> it was questionably <laughs> legal at best. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Because no, the thing to remember, nothing Greensill does is illegal. All of this is perfectly legal. It's just fucking insane. That's right. Uh, well, now Dave's not interested. Yeah. Then he oh. heard ill when we were about to see a liquid, and then we heard liquid, and then he, he was like, "Oh." Then he clarified it was actually only immoral. <laughs> and I was like, "I'm not as interested." I think of myself as more <laughs> of a Robin Hood. It's not immorality that applies. It appeals to me. It's purely illegality. <laughs> so one of the other casualties of 2020 has been Greensill's fleet of private planes. Oh no! I forgot he was a planes guy. Yeah. So two Piaggios, a Dassault Falcon, and a Gulfstream 650. The board has decreed the country, company must sell. Isn't it Piaggio a scooter? Oh, no. uh, uh, there are lots of different um, a scooter with wings. Yes, a, wing, a winged scooter. Yeah. Um, I don't think it was an extravagance, but I guess there's a perception point there. We need to prepare for w- what the world and market expects of us Look, as we become a public we're company. We're all tightening our belts, and that means all of us are going to have to sell some planes that we own. That's right. Also, I, lo- I love this whole article. It's like all of this stuff, like his exposure to Gupta, the fact that like the 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 claim that none of the big four accountancy firms will work with him, or even like little accountancy firms will work with him. Mm. Again, big four accountancy firms will work with a lot of fucking people. They really will. Yeah. I mean, um, famously, when uh, was it? Was it Ernst and Young yes, who yeah. audited Wirecard That's and right. just believed them that they had a billion dollars in 2. Argentina? Two point <laughs> five in Malaysia. And they were just like, well, he. They say that they have that. So as Ernst and Young, we're just yeah. going to have to say that they do. Yeah. What, what, yeah. what are we going to do? Check. You do ask them for a bank it's statement. It's called accounting. Yeah. 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 It's called accounting because you just ask. Yeah. No, it was. Yeah. So um. So they also said uh, we're planning to appoint a big for big four firm as our auditor in the coming year. What mm. we're why haven't they before? Huh. They're a big company. They're a big company. They're a very complex company. You'd think you'd want a very like high profile auditor, and they've been around. It's not like they're new. They've been around for like I don't know, yeah. like five, seven years. Our our accounts have finally gotten to the point of complexity where our usual accounting firm of Coltney and Coltney can no longer <laughs> handle them. Um, so, you know, that's the question, right? Like, huh, weird how... Like, I'm genuinely curious, if they have an auditor now, what is that auditor? Like, <laughs> is it actually just going to be Courtney and Courtney? You know, because it fucking seems Lionel like... Hunt. No, their auditor is just Sean Gismonti and Matt Bevilacqua from The Sopranos. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just being like, no, write it as income. Yeah. 
Um, <laughs> we're financing whooping sticks. sticks. Um, so they also have been taken like by the uh, taken up by the Australian tax office. Um, oh, good. Where the the tax office, the Australian taxation office, won a court ruling that the Greensill Family Trust owes tax on gains from the sale of shares in Greensill for gains of fifty five million dollars between two thousand fifteen and seventeen, which Greensill claimed he was going to give to the employees as a substantial gift. Nice. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, cool I was guy. keeping it for my friend. Yeah, I, was, right. I was holding on to it for the employees. I was going to give it to them as a gift. Man, it's like I, I, like I really understand when you don't owe, earn like that much money, how you can like resent paying tax, or even if you earn like a big amount of money, like I don't know, if you earn like half a million a year yeah. and you have to pay fifty percent of it in tax, I can see why that grinds your gears. But when you've just made fifty million dollars and you have to give away like twenty million of it, like who even gives a fuck? Like you've still got thirty million dollars. Like what? Did you have a plan for that entire fifty million dollars? At the time, he had a plane collection. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he was gonna buy so many fucking Yorkie. Like, people think I'm rich, but honestly, this plane collection <laughs> costs a lot of money to upkeep. <laughs> uh, he then says, and I love this. this is the perfect, the nerdy, dorky persecution complex that this asshole has. He says, it's unfortunate that the Australian tax office seems to want to penalize entrepreneurs that want to give equity to their staff. Oh fuck! Yeah. Oh, <laughs> off me you wreck off me Julie, golden you Julie Bishop bully them for me I'm too much of a pussy okay. I'm just how is he being how is he being bullied I mean I'm um, being like persecuted or whatever I'm suing trash feature podcast for insinuating that I'm a pussy <laughs> I am not uh, it's regrettable that w- that would be the case people take it up in the public arena as though I'm trying to dodge tax which couldn't be further from the truth it could be further from the truth <laughs> I'm not saying that that necessarily is the truth for legal reasons, but I'm saying it could definitely be further from the truth. Yeah, I when I love paying tax, the thing that I do most is complain about the tax office making me pay tax. I know. I was going to do something good with it. I was going to do like what you do. I was going to give it to the less fortunate, but now I'm not going to because you, you caught me. 